All right, welcome to another episode of Breakaway from the Rat Race. And I have with me today my co-host, son and business partner, Antoine Martel. And uh, today we're going to have, we have the pleasure of speaking with Danny Gonzalez. And Danny was born and raised in Miami. He has over six years of experience in real estate as an investor and a broker. And uh, Danny brought his first investment property and then quickly uh, bought a 42-unit uh, package uh, with a partner. And um, shortly after that, I think he started uh, Freedom Ventures Property Management in 2019. Uh, and then with a dream, really, of helping other people achieve financial freedom, uh, so which is right in line with what we're trying to do here at Breakaway from the Rat Race. And in three years only, Freedom Ventures has grown to 400 doors and looking to expand to new market. Uh, and Danny also personally owned 45 single-family rentals. And then uh, he's loved to inform people about the benefits of investing in real estate. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about kind of like your your journey. Uh, so you starting with uh, you sound like you 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 go very quick. <laughs> so you bought one house, and then shortly after that, I'm not exactly sure the time frame, but shortly after that, you decide to buy 42 units with a partner. So how did so, that? Uh, how did so that the precursor to that is um, my story really starts um, about six years ago. I started just I was actually a, a science teacher, a middle school science teacher, and I. Um, and one of the guys I'm at church, he was a real estate agent, said, hey, you know, I think you'd be really good at real estate. You know, you should get into real estate. I'd never bought a house, never owned a house, knew nothing about real estate. Um, but the more I thought about it, I was like, man, you know, I'm young, might as well try. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have any kids at the time. So I um, made the leap into real estate and I was an agent for a few years. And then what happened was I realized, uh, I was talking to an investor, he's like, you know, the real wealth in real estate is not made in the 3% commission. It's mm -hmm. truly made in owning real estate. And so um, I bought a single family home through a HELOC. Just had a, I ended up buying a house, had a, enough equity in there to get a, a $64,000 HELOC, bought a property. And within maybe a month or two, you know, I, <laughs> I had this crystal clear goal of what I wanted. I wanted $10,000 in passive income per month. And, um, you know, like I just thought about that a lot, wrote it down, journaled it every day, multiple times a day. And within a few months, maybe a month or two, what happened was um, I met an investor looking for properties in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, I came across a portfolio. I was like, no way will anyone, no way would they buy it. I was just, you know, they, they said they were looking for properties. I was like, oh, you know, I came across this single family portfolio. Would you be interested in, um, mm -hmm. in purchasing it? And they're like, yeah, maybe. And so we started to do the due diligence, do the underwriting. And yeah, sure enough, the three of us, it was me and two partners, we purchased it. Um, and with the intent of, so we raised the debt on the front end for the down payment. And so the intent was to sell a portion of them. So, you mm -hmm. know, fix one or two up, sell it for a greater cost yeah, yeah. basis than what we bought it for and then be able to pay back that debt. Mm -hmm. And so um, we did that with about, uh, it was probably about 20 houses. So we had about 22 left and we were able to pay back all the debt on the front end for the uh, down payment. Yeah. And then in that process, um, we were gonna be selling it to out-of-state investors. And so I had a real estate license. I said, instead of you know referring it, all these 20 plus properties out to um, another property manager, it's like, might as well just get my broker's license and start a property management company. And mm -hmm. so that really was the seed for Freedom Ventures Property Management. Uh -huh. you know? uh -huh. One thing that I really like is that your goal was a monthly passive income. Mm -hmm. so 
Yeah. So this is something that I'm a big proponent of. I mean, you know, people have these goals. Of, I want to have like a million dollars or $2 million and stuff like that. And this is like, first of all, it's looks, it looks like a big goal and then unachievable goal mm. and sometimes and um but you know passive income ten thousand passive income so okay well you know this it seems like it's something that you can grasp to something that is solvable you say well i'm buying one house and i say okay i'm, mm. I'm making two or three hundred dollars i'm now i have 22 houses left i say okay and i'm making you know fifteen hundred or whatever five thousand dollars in uh in passive income so things i'm moving in the right direction so i think that's uh yeah, I think that's very good, I, and I like that. What happened, honestly, um, my family was not from real estate, and you know, I had to learn all this. But really, it was one one meal over Olive Garden that changed my life. What happened? I met with an investor who was wanting to sell his homes because, again, I was an agent. Yeah, and um, I remember him sitting down. He's like, "Oh, you know, I have this property or this portfolio of seventeen properties. I'm wanting to sell to start investing into other things." And so just started asking him questions like, hey, that's mm. really impressive. And I remember he, he took out his phone, and did, you know, average rent of 950 times 17, listed up, it's like $16,700 per month that I get. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just something clicked. Something, you know, made sense at that point of like, yeah, there's that's gross and there's going to be expenses after that. But like literally I left that meeting with all, uh, Olive Garden and I was like, this just makes sense. And mm -hmm. then I had a, a kid on the way and now I have another, I have a daughter now as well. And, you know, it just made sense. It's like, if I stopped working, if anything, God forbid, happened to me, or if I just want to go on vacation, it, I yeah. want to be able to build wealth without actually physically doing the work. And mm -hmm. so not because I'm lazy, if anything, it just created more drive to do it. But the other side of it is because I know it's bigger than me. Now I have mm -hmm. a family that relies upon me and now I'm able to do the things. It frees me up to do the things that I actually want to do. Yeah, yeah. Creating a business. Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, we get a lot of feedback about, oh, well, if, you, if you're financially free, why are you working? Why are you doing <laughs> this? It's like, because, you know, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? You want me to stay home, watch TV? No, yeah. you're, you have, you're driven to do things. And it's nice to have that financial freedom to have the capability to basically, okay, well, I'm going to take uh, a month off. I'm going to go and travel here, travel there. And it's just knowing that mm. you are stable, and then you can you can do your own your own time. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the important thing. I've had to overcome this employee mindset. You know, oh, just yeah. do my own kind of soul searching. Like I was brought up in a very hardworking family. You know, my parents are immigrants. They you know work, go to college, can do the normal things that are you know you're supposed to do. And so I've been able, and and thankfully I've been able to kind of disintegrate that into like the essence of. You know, what does success look like? Mm -hmm. You know, is it looking like f working in the same company for 40 plus years? And yep. I saw my dad and I saw my mom still works at the same company 40 oh, years yeah. later oh, of like, oh and wow. so, and I see like there's, you know, she's always worried if this doesn't work yeah. out, yeah, you know, if right. I get fired, what happens? And so I knew that there was another way. There had to be another way. And so that's where it's led to entrepreneurship, real estate investing, multiple streams of income, wealth mm -hmm. creation, you know, net worth, like, um, you know, the, all of those things that really I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. And so I just had to slowly compound it into, into today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you decide to do property management <laughs> out yeah. of all things, right? Do you what regret do you it? That? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a crazy. Uh, you know, on one hand, Antoine, I, I, I regret it because it's very challenging. It's like the okay. most challenging thing that I've ever done from like an entrepreneur standpoint. But it's also, on the other hand, the most rewarding thing. So... Um, it is, I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it again. I would say that um, 
it's one of those aspects of life that has helped me go to the next level because of the fact that like there's a challenge, it's difficult. There have been many times where I want to just quit, but yet when I persevere and I press on, I know that in a way I'm growing my character, growing my myself, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword. How, mm-hmm. how is it, in which way is it rewarding? Because it is so challenging that you're <laughs> I think it's because you it? survived another yeah, day. Jesus. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. Sorry, I made it's it like, another day. <laughs> that's the thing about property management. It's like so, like, oh everybody hates you. Yeah, I know. No matter you what you win. do. And, oh, like, man. the best case scenario is complete silence. Yeah. No, yeah. no owner is, like... Thank you so much yeah. for like giving me the money that my yeah. rental property made. Like yeah. they don't very give a thinkless. shit. Thank it is you very for yeah. cleaning yeah. my property after the tenant left. Oh yeah. yeah. Or yeah. dealing with all the headaches that come along with with owning with managing mm-hmm. property. Uh, to answer your question though, I think it's rewarding in the sense that it's become and I didn't realize when I got into the industry, I am the hub to everything else around in real estate investing. Mm-hmm. So between the deals, the owners, the the lenders, the contractors, the team, like the boots on the ground, like I essentially pull all these people together. And what has happened is that like, I'll be, you know, I'll just get like a random phone call. Hey, I know you're in real estate. I know you're in property management in Birmingham. I have three houses that I want to sell. I was able to wholesale two of them. And with the proceeds of those, buy the last one. It's like this random person calls me because I'm just in the network. Now I have 150 plus owners. I have a ton of tenants that are always looking to buy. So I represent them. I have sellers with houses that sometimes they want to sell. I I sell the properties for them, wholesale a bunch. So it just, in, in a sense, it, just pulls all the different aspects of real estate together mm-hmm. and allows me to be the center of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. that's my record. The thing that I messed up when I first started reaching out and going out of state was I called realtors first. Mm. Waste yeah. of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. So I called 200 realtors. Nothing <laughs> came of it. I called probably 20 property management companies in a few different markets. Holy shit. It's <laughs> like I found, you know, I struck gold, right? Yeah. So you call every single property manager in Birmingham. You get a couple people answer the phone. Hey, I want like that guy. Hey, mm-hmm. I have a couple houses. I need them renovated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can get the management if you help me renovate it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, Done. Super driven. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to help you out because exactly. I know that that could be a long term client. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then there was a guy who the property manager we use in Detroit or one of the property managers we use in Detroit. I asked him, why the hell did you do this mm-hmm. again? And he's like the data and it was going to be the hub for everything else. Yeah. So he has like a thousand doors under management. He knows exactly what they rent out for. He has access to all these tenants who want to buy. Yeah. He has access to hundreds of owners around the world that are investors that are yeah. already doing business with him. He's like, trust me, it's a very mm-hmm. slim margins, which we can talk about that too. But he said it was very slim margins and it was very complicated and you know, not yeah. uh, it was a very difficult business, but he did it for the data yeah. to set up a brokerage and mm-hmm. all these other pieces of the the puzzle that people need as well. Yeah, I, you know, and the way that you explained that, um, it does. I, I've never vocalized it like that, but it, it, I've experienced the truth in that is like when I manage a property and it's say, um, you know, off of the street East Haven, I, and I know how much we're going to get in rent. And then I see a property for sale right down the road, right on East Haven. I'm like, I know exactly what, you know, how quickly does it rent? How many mm-hmm. applications did it get within exactly, a week? Yeah. Yeah, how yeah. much rent, you know, like taxes, everything, because it's almost like I get to experience investing without having my money in it because yeah, I'm able yeah, to, yeah. okay, well, now I know on the West side, there's going to be, it's going to take not only 20 days, it's going to take 40 days because there's not as much traction. And so, yeah. um, you know, I'm able to, 
kind of uh, find the best deals because um, I'm looking at the hundreds yeah. of properties. So yeah. yeah, or you have some owners that just went through an eviction and somebody broke into their house and all these, and then yeah. you're like, hey, buddy, you want to just sell it? I'll give you mm. a cash offer now. Yeah. Yep, yeah. sign me up. <laughs> you know, so like the property managers we work with as well, that's why we always try to be their number one client, number one mm. buyer, because yeah. that's how we get a ton of off-market yeah. deals as well. It's yeah. just all these pocket listings from property managers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the yeah. network only grows. Mm -hmm. So what kind of, uh, what do you think, Some if someone wants to be a property manager, they say, oh, well, I really like that. I really like to be at the center of it all, the networker and stuff like that. So what do you think is a, a good characteristic or a good um, mm. you know, good skill for someone like to oh. have a property manager? And to, to kind of bullet down to one would be challenging. Um, I think that if you're going to start kind of a small 100 to 200 property management company, I think um, the ability to to have kind of be very firm, but also very caring. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is the tenants are people. And a lot of time owners forget that. And so like on one hand, you have to be very caring and personable to the tenants. Yeah. And like, hey, like, you know, that sucks that, you know, your kid's in the hospital. Like, I, I understand, you know, but the other side of it is like, you still have to be very firm. Hey, yeah. you know, like you still, you we agreed to uh, a rent payment on the first, the fifth, you know, I could talk about late fees. Like, so it's this kind of double ledge. Like you have to have one side where it's very, very caring, very personal, but the other side of like being very firm. And so it helps to have other people on your team that could be the balance too. Yeah. 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 So it just depends. Yeah. yeah. Bad, bad guy, good guy. Kind <laughs> well, of I said that yeah. to a tenant last week, like property manager emailed me. Uh, I was like, what? Tenant hasn't paid rent on this apartment. We have an apartment building. They haven't been tenant on this apartment in two months. What's going on? Yeah, she got COVID. I said, okay. <laughs> like, I had COVID. I still paid rent. Like, yeah. that doesn't fucking matter. So, yeah, but, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from. Obviously, me as the owner, I don't have direct communication with the tenant. Mm -hmm. So, that's a good sign. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes thing. it easier to be arms distant to be like, hey, yeah, like, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, it's still just, you know, it's it's an agreement. There is an agreement of a lease, yeah. and this is these are the terms. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, for sure. And when you first started, did you... Was there like a software you used? Did you sign up right away with Appfolio or no. you were you Mr. Excel for a little no, bit? No, no. Thankfully, I was quick to jump on the Buildium. So that's what uh, I, okay. yeah, yeah, I started okay. with the 42 and I still use Buildium today. Gotcha. Uh -huh. yeah. Did you ever think about like starting like, so there's a lot of like franchise property management mm. companies, like all, all state, no, not all state, but there's like, yeah, a, yeah. did you ever there's, think about you know, doing that or? You know, actually, no, I, that thought never even crossed my mind. Um, I, unfortunately I was like, you know, I'll just, you know, figure it out along the way. And that's what I had to do. And and so I would say to answer the other side is if you're, you know, starting 100, 200, I think, you know, having the, the quality of, you know, being personable but but firm. The, if you're going to build a, a thousand plus, 2,000, 6,000 plus unit or apartment uh, property management company, mm -hmm. I think the best um, skill set that you could have are automations and systems. Yeah. If you could build systems and build automations, you like it's very predictable yeah. you know property management is the same thing and there's yeah. obviously some variables each house is a little bit different yeah. but it's there's only a certain amount of issues that could come up mm -hmm. you know it's like if you deal how do you deal with the flood okay well here's the abc's the checklist for that how yeah. do you deal with um a tenant paying, being late okay on the fifth we post notice on the 10th we pass it to attorney you know it's like it's very checklist yeah. heavy and so if you don't do that on the front end it makes it very challenging because again it's um, you know, you just don't, it becomes, if you're learning on the fly, 
it becomes very stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, well, I've never had to deal with, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. septic backup. How do I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or how yeah. do I evict a tenant? I, oh, yeah. I better look at the laws. Yeah. Yep. But thankfully, I've been able to build it. Um, and obviously, we've had mistakes along the way. I've made a lot of, uh, th- there's a lot of inefficiencies, but three plus years into the business, um, we've only gotten better. And so, um, no. So when you decided to start a property management company, what goal did you set for yourself? Did you say, I'm going to have like 200 doors? I'm going to say, I'm just going to do these, maybe a couple more. That's a good question. Um, Yeah, I don't, this is completely arbitrary, but I, you know, started the PM company. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to create this brand. And I said, I'm going to get to a thousand units and then I'm going to sell. And so, um, again, because I didn't really grow up wanting to be a property manager, I said, I'm going to give myself three to five years, very specific on the day that I created the company, three to five years, I'm going to get to a thousand units, and then I'm going to sell the company. Not because of anything more than just, I want to see if I could do it. I want the challenge. I want the goal. And there have been many times at 200 properties, I was like, oh, God, I just (laughs) want to quit. I just want to give up. And you know, just like I remember one time I was in <laughs> I was in Colorado on the mountains. I was skiing in January a year ago, and one of my my number one teammate team member called and said, "Hey, I quit. I'm putting in my two weeks. I oh. just lost one of my biggest investors, and I got like one or two really bad reviews all while I was in Colorado for a week and uh, on skiing. And um, you know, I was just like, "Fuck! Like I just don't want it. Like take <laughs> it. I'm done." But what happened was I was given you know, I paused, you know, like took that the the next few days, I was like, I'm just going to ski, I'm going to spend time with my family. And um, I came back and I was, I just didn't quit. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just one of those where I was like, I'm just going to hold on a little bit longer. And mm-hmm. then it became a little bit easier. I was able to fill that position. I was able to grow, I was able to get another investor. Like it just, you know, things always got better, mm-hmm. even though in the moment it sucked and it was very challenging because I didn't give up, things just bounced back. Okay. And so, um, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So, so you got you, so you got your. I think at that point you were like when you got started, you had like twenty units or something like that that you were managing. Yeah. You say, okay, I want to get five years, a thousand. So, how did you did you break it down and say, well, this year I'm gonna go for two hundred houses? I no, <laughs> no, I did. I unfortunately I didn't know about creating a plan and building, you know, a yearly goal and then quarterly goals. And now I've every quarter I get away for three days. I, I go down to the beach and just plan out. I, I review the previous quarter and yeah. then I plan out the next quarter. And that was that's something that I've learned along the way. Yeah. But it um, has really changed my life because not only from a business standpoint, but from a personal life standpoint. Able to review my marriage. Okay, my marriage the past three months. How have we been doing? My relationship with my kids. How have oh, we been doing? You that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> review my health with my business uh, with my body. Like uh, review how many how am I doing spiritually? Like review it and then plan out. Okay, so the next three months going into Q four, how am I going to be? You know, how's what do I want to accomplish? Yeah. You know, it's like one of the goals was to do a, a monthly budget with my wife. And mm-hmm. so I never did that. And yeah. so I went away for a few for a few days, came back. I said, you know what? In Q, I think this is like Q1, we're going to be doing a quarterly, I mean, a monthly budget. And without me setting, kind of getting away, taking a step back from yeah, the day-to-day sure. grind yeah, yeah, and yeah. being able to like assess where am I at honestly, being yeah. able to not be in the hustle bustle every day, but like where do I want, where am I at and where do I want to go? And mm-hmm. then creating the plan for that. So no, I did not <laughs> go, I did not create the day, you know, yeah, the yeah, plan yeah. then, but um, yeah, now I, but you now have a I, sense of direction. And exactly. Now you're, now you're spending more time on that. Exactly. So how did you build the team? Did you build the process first and then say, okay, well, I'm going to, oh, here's uh, one, we talk about the hat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I always think of, uh, the book that I read a long time ago, like E-Myth, yeah. I don't know if you read that, and just sure. like, 
you know, and then, okay, this is the marketing. This is the, mm. you know, this, this is that. Is that how you kind of like define different roles in your head yeah. and then say, okay, well, I need to buy or, or did you, have, I need to hire someone to uh, take mm -hmm. over that role? Or did yeah. you say, I hate to do all of this thing. <laughs> I hate to do it. I want to do it again. And then, um, and then you hire someone to take care of all that. Um, again, my background was, you know, school teacher and not being an entrepreneur. So um, when I started the company, I did everything. I did all the showings, all the marketing, all the inspections, all the selling. And so I've been able to do everything, kind of build a process and then be able to delegate that out. And so that's just what's happened. That's what's worked for me. But now I'm getting to the to the point where, um, you know, I need to be hiring very specialist, very like specialized uh, knowledge people. So mm -hmm. like accounting. So one thing that, you know, it's not one of my, like I'm just not very detail oriented in the number sense. So I need to hire someone who's very good at that. And yeah. so I've just, now I'm to the point where, um, yeah, I, I do stuff that, you know, I say, hey, this accounting, this is what I've done for the past three years, but I know that it could be done better. And so yeah. I trust them with, hey, you know, go and do ABC, but I don't care how you do it. I just want the good results of how it's done. Clean yeah. books, ready for the year-end taxes, you know, whatever it may take. Mm -hmm. so. And who is your first hire in that, that company? Yeah, it's just a generalized person. So just an assistant. So okay. someone to do like admin, like, you know, uh, sending out the leases yeah. or screening the application. So it's gone from very generalized hires to more specific mm -hmm. now uh, specialized hires. How um, many doors? Yeah, how many doors did you have when you First hire I wish I would have hired someone sooner, but it was around a hundred. Holy shit! Yeah, wow. I know. yeah, yeah. And I and again, I had two partners up front at first when I started yeah, the yeah. company. Uh, um, I've been able oh, to. They buy were them partnered out. with you on the property management as, as well. well. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. Okay, okay. But I've been able to buy them out uh, within the past six months. So okay. now we're to the point where it's just me, but I have a team. But I wish I would have hired someone sooner. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. and then obviously we're not in Birmingham, Alabama, right now. Yeah, we're in Miami. You live here. I do. Yeah. So. <laughs> Tell us about that. You know, um, did you think that that was was that part of the plan? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm surprised did that it's possible. Yeah, and I know. For us, it's okay because yeah. we have the property management on the ground. That's why I want to ask. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a really good question. That's yeah, amazing. I always tell the owners that I'm talking to, um, I'm like, hey, this is the situation. So I lived in Birmingham for about almost five years, and what happened was I started the company, you know, built a team, and then. Um, I, my cousin was really sick, um, and so he ended up needing a kidney. And so I, I he lives here in Miami. I was again, I was born and raised down here, and so I ended up going through the process, being a you know a match for him. I donated my kidney, and so I moved oh, back oh down wow. here, really? just because one, like my family was down here, and two, because um, for the next two years there's a kind of a follow up, kind of you know I have to go back in regularly, yeah. and so um, yeah, it just made sense to move down to Miami. But all that being said, uh, from the PM side, it actually was, I thought it'd be a lot easier, honestly, because 90% of my time, even when I was living in Birmingham, was just at the office. Now, I had, I had a team that yeah. do the inspections, that do the showings, yeah. that, you know, like, um, you know, to walk the property. So it's not, I'm not really doing that. Um, but what made it tricky was the extra 10% of the time. You know, it's like the thing, the times that like, I really needed to go to a property to just, you know, put eyes, like say there's an issue and my team's really busy. It's like those 10% of the time, you know, it just, I've had to learn how to navigate that. Mm. Um, but now it's just informing my, now I just have another hire that says that has the capacity, kind of the, 
the space in their work schedule to say, hey, if there's something that comes up today, yeah, I need yeah. you to go to the property because Some I'm extra not extra bandwidth with somewhere. <clears throat> exactly. Not everybody at capacity. So exactly. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So w any anything that you any message that you want to send to uh, property owners out there to say so that they appreciate the work that uh, that you're doing <laughs> that uh, they may not appreciate right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, whether it's me or someone else, uh, yeah, I mean, just be thankful because there's a lot on the back end that a lot owners just don't realize that we deal with. You know, like a lot of tenants are super high, ma high maintenance and we have to deal with those phone calls. We have to deal with those emails, you know, constantly threatening to be sued, constantly uh, threatening <laughs> not to pay rent because... There's, you know, broken window or whatever may be something small in the house. Um, dealing with the no-shows on the showings, dealing with the hundreds of, of applications, dealing with the screening of them. Choosing, like, there's so much that goes on in property management that um, I don't think owners really realize that. And yeah, we, we're getting eight to ten percent, but dude, uh, on a thousand dollar property, that's eighty bucks, yeah, like a uh, yeah. hundred bucks, like that's minuscule compared yeah. to the work that goes into it. So. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. think part of your job too is, and as an owner, if I want to have a good relationship with my property manager, mm. is that I don't want to hear all that. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> for what me I'm to be happy yeah. with you. I don't want to hear all that. Yeah. But you want people, you want the owners to know that you know what we're doing with the <laughs> we're doing with a lot here. You don't realize it, what the, yeah. the pain this tenant is or whatever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier for me. Say, say I manage a property for you. Mm -hmm. um, I go and I I have this trouble. You own a property. This this tenant is being a pain, and I know that you're a good client. I know that you appreciate the work that I do. I know that you. Or, um, you know, and not even like, you know, I need it, but it's just like it makes it so much easier for me to go out there and do the extra work when I know I'm not just, you know, just, you know, I don't know, a, a runner for you yeah, or yeah, like yeah, like yeah, just yeah. an employee. Like, I think no matter who you're dealing with, if you could be personal, caring, respectful towards everyone, it makes things so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, whether it's you or anyone else, I just think it's going to be a lot better just across the board. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're nice and kind to people, people tend to go a little bit for, give you a little yeah. bit more because they're, they like you, they trust you. It's just a lot better that way. Yeah. And then, well, you talked a little bit about the numbers too, like, and I know that property management's pretty slim. Like, just yeah. think like, you know, even if you had a thousand doors, thousand bucks a month in rent per door, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not that much revenue coming in even at, at 8% or 7% and yeah. even at 10%. So is there like a certain net margin that like typical property management companies have? Yeah, it's super low, but luckily we've been able to run a super lean operation. So yeah. um, we're at about 20%. Uh, yeah, industry is probably about five or six. Yeah, um, that's what I was But thinking. I would, uh, I know that, and I didn't realize this before I got into the industry, the true money, and maybe I shouldn't be telling you guys this, but <laughs> the true money is- Take notes. <laughs> that's right. The true money <laughs> in property management is not on the PMP. You know, like that eight to 10, seven to 10% is minuscule. But the backside of all of the leasing oh, yeah. fees, the renewal fees, the application fees, the renter's insurance, like that is where the true money is made in property management. And mm. again, yeah, it's it's not you're not talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of income per month, but you are talking a very stable, mm. predictable, you know, um, concise, recession proof. Um, and then on top of that, you get all of the other benefits, wholesaling houses, selling yeah, houses, yeah. representing buyers and sellers. So, um, yeah, it might seem like a very small, like it's just not worth it. 
but at the end of the day, when you're charging $500 or, you know, you uh, leasing fees for that we charge is half a month rent. So mm-hmm. if it's a thousand dollars, we charge 500 bucks. Yeah. So that, and you say so you're leasing 20 to 30 houses. I mean, that's a, that alone, you're talking 10, 15 K right there. Yeah. And then, uh, the other side of it is the, um, management fees, you know, predictable, steady. Um, and so coming from the agent standpoint, um, any real estate agents, like, you know, you have these ups and downs, you have these months that are super good. And then some months that are super bad. You know, I knew that going into it with a family, I knew like, again, I could see the market. It was overinflated too much into it. I wanted to be able to be predictable and have another, another stream of income that allowed me to have a monthly income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess yeah. like you can predict like, all right, my normal collections is ninety six percent by the tenth yeah. of the month or whatever, and then so yeah, you have a pretty good. It's like almost like a SaaS company. It's just a very yeah. predictable contract. Yeah, so exactly. It's high. It's, well, for that con- for the property management <laughs> fee itself, but I mean all the other things too. That's more like service oriented, also like yeah. for the that is a yeah, little bit half, less predictable. But yeah, but you're half. You're half. We pay all our property managers first months. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We, should, we, we should, should, uh, no, I know I need to get and, that up. And again, this probably speaks to, did we, you know, should we have fr- franchised? Like, you know, maybe yeah. we should have gone that route because it probably would have saved a lot of heartache. But on the backside, again, I've had to learn, like challenge is not a bad thing. If anything, challenge is a really mm. good thing because you're forced to grow. And so this has just forced me to figure it out along on the fly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And have you, I know Eric said in your intro, you were looking to expand to other markets has then coming to miami kind of like gotten you out of birmingham so you can think a little bit more like that and i know when we met a couple weeks ago we talked about that as well but have you for sure i mean look at the end of the day it's a business that's predictable with a certain system so property management in birmingham alabama is the same as and again it might vary a little bit state to state with the laws laws and all that but yeah yeah, for the most part i would say 80 to 90 percent is going to be very repeatable so Mm -hmm. yes um we we've thought about opening up uh some spots in montgomery montgomery is a very hot um investor market in birmingham and alabama same with Huntsville. It's a growing market. Mm. Um, again, now that I live in Miami, possibly Miami, um, markets that I'm familiar with, Orlando, I've lived there for 10 years. Uh, you know, I'm very familiar with that market. I could, you know, pre- yeah, I could open one, but I don't I don't want to be so spread thin. I think um, yeah. I would probably want to stay in, in Alabama right now. So um, just, you know, probably in, Q th- uh, in Q1, Q2 of 2023, I'd like to expand uh, Montgomery and then potentially other ones. Gotcha. So, so what are some of the, the characteristics you would look in a market that you that yeah. you want to expand? You say, well, I, these are all the characters, all the filters mm. that I want to use, and here are the markets, that my uh, top markets. So what, you know, what honestly, Eric, I haven't even gotten to that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've been focused on building out Birmingham so okay. much that okay. I haven't even like set up the criteria. Right now, it's really just, do I know that market? Can I hire someone who knows that market? Yeah. Uh, is there demand for that market? Yeah. Would I be able to scale the company there? Like, you know, say it's a, a, you know, middle of Florida where there's not a lot of demand. I don't know anyone. Like, I don't yeah. know the market. Like, I just probably wouldn't take that. Okay. But, uh, yeah. What's uh, the big challenge in exp- in scaling up the business? Is it going to be finding contractors? Is it finding, mm. uh, like, the people, the yeah. people that are going to run around and, and, <laughs> yeah. and talk to tenants? Employees, is it the marketing? Yeah, yeah I think... Um, when I think about scaling in Birmingham, I think the the one of the more challenging things has been finding good employees. Okay. So like people that know property management that could do the work and then know how to respond to owners, know how to respond to tenants. Like that, the finding level ten great employees is very challenging. Yeah. And so 
um, yeah, that's one aspect of it. The other side of it is, yes, you need contractors. If you don't have a good network of contractors mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that have the capacity to take on the plumbing uh, work orders, the electrical work orders, the mm-hmm. roofing work, like then it's going to be very, very challenging because the tenants are going to get frustrated. The owners yeah. are going to get frustrated. You know, it's just, it's going to be a very stressful environment versus having an excess amount of contractors that you could call upon whenever there's an issue. Yeah. yeah. Do you, how yeah. do you, so first of all, is all of your employees currently in Birmingham or are they some virtual too? I have some virtuals. Some yeah. virtual. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then are they in an office in Birmingham? Yeah. yeah. You have so, an office? Yeah. Okay. I actually own a commercial building. And so that's just, oh, we, yeah, Fred, uh, Freedom Ventures rents out a building. Got uh, it. Got an it, office got it. in the. In got it. Building. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if you were, like, because remember, I, I kind of told him about what we're doing with the flip system and yeah, all okay, that okay, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think like that was the biggest thing. Like if you packaged everything that you had, mm. gave it to somebody who's in Montgomery, be like, yeah. hey, here's a system. It's ready to go. You pay me a subscription fee. I'll tell you how to do everything. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, I'm local to Montgomery. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Mm. And they pay you a fee and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. like their biggest challenge, in my opinion, you can tell me what you think, but I think it's going to be like getting all of those, like almost like here's the 10 different subcontractors mm. you need yeah. and like find three or four of them. Then the system can kind of automatically maybe like reach out to them or something mm, like even that. the people yeah. that are going to deal with the tenants i think this is yeah. finding so, these people yeah. i mean you talk about customer service rapid, but you have to have a special kind of uh yeah. what's the word <laughs> alcohol <laughs> attitude or yeah, demeanor attitude yeah, yeah. demeanor yeah, or, or, or some, training really yeah. i don't think you can train that yeah oh no i don't think i think so. yeah uh, you can train me all you want yeah i will never be a good yeah, yeah. that's uh my wife tells me that all the time she's like i don't know how you deal with the things that you deal with you know because yeah. you know it just is difficult you know it but um vas are a huge part of my business like so oh, i have wow four or five people that are in Mexico right now, just, you know, across the country in Mexico. And then I have uh, four people in Birmingham. So a total of nine. And so, um, yeah, it just, you know, I would not be able to operate Freedom Ventures Property Management without mm-hmm. our VAs. And so we don't even call them VAs. They're just team members, you yeah. know, just across the board. They have local numbers. And so, um, yeah, having that system in place where you're training people and teaching them how to respond, yeah. teaching them to stay calm, the ability to not be offended when people call you like, what the heck? Like, this is broken. Again. It's like that you have to train them on how to to handle situations like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, everyone's a little bit different, but we've been, I don't know, lucky or blessed enough to have people that could do their jobs extremely well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. go through a service to find those people? Or yeah, we did. You yeah. did? Yeah, the VAs. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. Aniquim. Aniquim is a, um, I don't know if they work specifically with property managers, but I know they work with property managers. And wow. so they just, they can't, they hire people that in Mexico worked well because their time zones are very similar to ours. Um, and their yeah, English yeah, yeah. is really good and, yeah. and they're super hard workers too. And so, yeah. um, yeah, they train them a little bit on fair housing on a little bit of the basics of property management and then they screen them and then we interview kind of like the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, yeah. but there you go. You can just plug it. He can just take his system. Here's the, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I've looked into that for sure. Yeah. 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 But the then you would have, but then you still, it's kind of hard at the at the market level. Then you would still have to find the contractors and all yeah. of that well, and, and the, the work the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like again, if I think back to when I started the company, the ability to go to every property and to deal with every phone call, yeah, yeah, yeah. every owner, every tenant, every vendor. Like you have to be able to expand, yeah. and so you have to pull, you know, other team members. You have to learn how to hire, interview. 
you know, I'm yeah. very, you know, I'm, I hire based on not their past, but their values. Like, mm -hmm. what are their values? You know, are they hard workers? Do they have integrity in everything they do? Are they team focused? You know, attention to details. I want to see, do they have these values that are aligned with their company? And if so, then they're going to be a good fit. I don't care what you did a year ago, five years ago. Like, that's yeah. irrelevant to me because I could train that. I can't train character and qualities and values and yeah, principles. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Uh, so you were a teacher as well, right? I was, yeah. So yeah. do you think being a teacher, because I think a teacher, you kind of have to be, when you're dealing with a student, mm -hmm. you want to be helping them out, encouraging them, but at the same uh -huh. time, you want them to be, you want to be firm and you want to mm. say, okay, well, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of, is that is this a similar relationship? You I've think never, that that I've never made that connection. That, no, I've never made it. I've never made that connection. But I could see where where they could align. Um, okay. I think from t from a teaching standpoint, um, it, that's how I sell. Yeah. It is like I just show people, hey, this is this is real estate. This is what it provides. You get the cash flow. You get you know the tax deductions, depreciate like, and I just teach people, and then uh, I build trust that way, mm -hmm. and then it allows you know I'm like I I sell not by being this kind of like used car salesman, but just by helping and, mm -hmm. and teaching and, and being there. So okay, well, maybe. Yeah. you have a mentorship program. <laughs> <laughs> no. And no. are you still are you still like is your goal still to get to the thousand doors? Yeah, yeah. So actually, um, about. And it's probably been at the start of Q2. So we're at the end of Q3. So probably about three months ago or three, four months ago, um, we were at 650. And so um, what happened there was we, my two partners that I referenced earlier, uh, they, one of them was managing uh, about 150 units down in Mobile, Alabama. That one became very challenging. There was a large flood. The mayor got involved, a lawsuit. It just was a pain in the butt. She's like, hey, I just want out. And so that 150 units went out. Um, and I, I said, hey, look, um, I'm okay with letting go of that. But she wanted out of PM. So I was able to just offer, make her offer and the other partner. And we, it was very amicable. Mm -hmm. But it went from 650 to about 300 real oh quick because God. it was 150 plus another 100 because we were slimming down our portfolio because it was in a very bad area. It caused a lot. It was just a ton of, of issues at yeah, that yeah. property level. So, um, so yeah, so actually now we're slowly building it back and building it the right way. And so gotcha. being very selective with the owners that we take on, being very selective with the properties that we take on, because not every property is the same. You can have two properties that are very similar and one's in a bad area that, you know, I'm going to have to be chasing down rent a hundred percent of the time versus another one where, you know, it's a good area, good tenants. And, you know, there's so many different factors and variables that go into that, but uh, just through experience, I've been able to say um, not all growth is the same. I was mm -hmm. very like, I just yeah. want to get to a thousand units. I don't yeah, care yeah, what yeah, type yeah. of property. And now I look, I sit back and I say, yeah, I don't want to get to a thousand units if it requires dealing with, you know, super bad rough areas where no contractors want to go to. Or like, yeah. you know, again, chasing down rent or dealing with a property that's falling apart. It's like, I just would rather not, I'd rather be very slow and deliberate. And you take care of the owners that I, that I currently have that are appreciative, that are good, that invest in their properties, and then build it steadily and um, on a very good foundation that way. Mm -hmm. so, yes, the, right. the answer is yes. I'm so. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's, what, what are you doing to get new owners to come and move over? Yeah, <laughs> nothing really. Nothing? It's all literally 100% been word of mouth. So, and also internal owners that we already serve buying and expanding yeah. the portfolio. So, oh yeah, that's <clears throat> true. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't done any marketing. Um, you know, the, yeah, <laughs> that's just not, it's not like also like 
if you do a very good job, you get a good reputation and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then you have the owners that are with another not as good property management company, yeah. and then they say, "Well, you know, this really is not good." Yeah. And then they hear about you, and then all of a sudden you have hundred units moving yeah. over. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Right? That's so exactly what happens. Yeah, because investors talk. You know, especially yeah. if you're both if we're both invested in Birmingham, Alabama, it's like, "Hey, how are your how are your properties yeah. performing?" Yeah. It's like that's it's a very easy way to expand a property management company. But I could only imagine if I you know, expanded my marketing, my content marketing, my ads, paid ads, like there would be, you know, a, a more exponential growth. But yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the things I could do. Like, yeah. all right, just think about it. Property management companies, do you follow any, like, or maybe you do, but like a normal real estate investor doesn't follow, like no property management companies where like the face or the owner's face is on social media, posting mm. blogs. Yeah, about it's very rare. Yeah, they don't. Very, want very, they, I yeah. don't think they want their faces. <laughs> well, they I should. Think there's, a, there's a reason. For that. <laughs> no, but they they can be making they can be making content, making yeah, yeah, blogs. They can oh, be yeah. saying, "Hey, come invest." They can start a Birmingham Real Estate Investors yeah. podcast yeah. where yeah. their property management's the sponsor. Yeah. There's like property mm. managers do nothing creative for market, which I get it too. Like if you just have a good product and you just focus on your product, yeah. which is property or your service, whatever. Yep. Yeah that's going to like bring all the customers. But I remember, you know, Dan in Memphis, he, his goal, he had like 1500 doors under management in Memphis. His goal was 40 new clients, 40 new mm. homes added to the portfolio every month. So wow. started a podcast, started doing social media, email mm. blasts to like not only reach out to the current owners, but also like new people online sure. that were like, I want to invest in real estate out of state or whatever yeah. the case is like, well, we're full service Birmingham mm. property management. We'll help you find the deal, manage it, and da yeah. da like yeah. do all of is those. Is he steps. seeing uh, results from the content marketing and the podcast and all of that? Yeah, I mean, he was hitting his goal a yeah. lot, and it yeah. was also to like reaching out to his current clients and be yeah. like, "Hey, here's a new listing that came up on the MLS. You guys should make an offer. Yeah. Like even something as simple as that, or yeah. like I can make the offer for any of you guys that want to. I'll waive my commission." Yeah. Well, I guess that doesn't make any sense, but yeah. they'll or uh, just reduce it yeah, or give, yeah. reduce yeah. a fee yeah. or reduce, yeah. you know, hey, no leasing, leasing fees fee. on exactly. this, something like that to do yeah. Yeah. so many ways. I think what happens, though, is that people, especially property managers, we're so busy in the day to day that working in the business that it's very challenging to take a step back and say, like, I could help so many people. You know, I could create content that, again, all the stories, all the mistakes that I've made oh, yeah. along the, the way. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, look for these red flags when screening a tenant. Like yeah. just that alone, being able to save, you know, months of unpaid rent and eviction, like, and obviously it doesn't guarantee it, but at the same time, it really can help a lot. of people. It's just finding the time. And again, that's just an <laughs> excuse on my end because I find time for other things, you know? Yeah. And so I just need to be more disciplined ultimately and, yeah, yeah. and seeing the value in it of like, um, yeah, but yes, I completely agree. Man. Yeah, because no, you guys are like you guys are the most important thing to. I mean, yeah, I don't know how what, what percentage of your clients are out of state. I'm assuming ninety five percent of them. Yeah, at least ninety percent. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like you just target. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I it's crazy. Your your statement of uh, property management is the most important aspect to an asset. I completely agree. Yeah, like at the end of the day, we're managing that 150 unit, uh, and we're we're actually taking on. It's um, a 12, uh, it's a 40 unit in Birmingham, just outside of Birmingham, Homewood. And, you know, <laughs> we're gather we're getting all the documents from the previous PM company and just 
atrocious, disorganized, oh, yeah, don't have anything. They didn't give us any of the security deposits. The security deposit check when we finally got it was made out to uh, to the owner. It just has been a mess. And the tenants know that. And they stop paying rent or don't collect the rent. And so wow. what happens is that if the property management company is not doing their duties of, uh, you know, doing everything that that's involved, keeping over maintenance, everything, yeah. if they don't do that, the asset doesn't perform. And mm -hmm. if the asset doesn't perform, then you don't get paid <laughs> like yeah. as an owner or yeah, you don't yeah. get paid as much as you possibly could. Yeah. And so, yes, property management directly affects the, the performance of an asset mm -hmm. without a doubt. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But yeah. the other side of it is I think owners and I don't know about your rental owners or how you guys um, manage the property manager, but I think it is good to remember that property managers are humans. And so I always tell owners, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're not robots here, not yet, maybe one wow. day. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, I think that owners need to, and I do this with my own portfolio, is I spend maybe 30 minutes a weekend. So Sunday mornings while the kids are sleeping, I wake up, just review my portfolio. Just review, go online and look at my owner portal what what expenses came up? Who paid rent? Why didn't this per person pay rent? Like, and just follow up with my team. I don't even reach out to like. It's as if my property management company is managing my property. So, I I think too many owners just are super hands off and say I don't want to do anything at all. And yes, I get it. Passive income, all of that is great. But that doesn't mean that you don't work at all. That just yeah. means like, dude, thirty minutes a weekend, or you know, maybe an hour or two a month. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't even take two hours. I would say oh. maybe an hour yeah. if you're committing for the whole month. Like, yeah, yeah. very, and, very, and like, just get into the details and yeah. and send yeah. an email, follow up, check in. Yeah. Like, we are not going to be offended by that as a property manager. If anything, it's going to help us. Like, oh yeah, here's here's the latest, you know. And then we're actually going to be able to provide the latest. And if a property manager is not giving you an update. Then you need to, that's a red flag. Yeah, they, yeah. they should know what's going on with each and every unit. Why isn't it paid? Why isn't it rented? Where is it at on the turnover? You know, where is it at on the maintenance? Like everything they should have, you know, and again, there's a lot of moving parts. So be patient with property managers. But mm. I think it's very, very important for owners to just check in, you know, not yeah. be rude or, you know, like, you know, a, a jerk about it, but it also is just, Hey, I see, you know, one twelve unit C is not paid rent. Today's mm -hmm. the 15th. What's going on? Yeah. Oh yeah. We posted notice on the 10th, but they gave us a call there. You know, the kid was in the hospital, but they're going to make a payment on the 18th. It's like that alone. It just goes so far, yeah. provides so much value to owners because it, it just keeps them up to date as opposed to waiting to the 30th and saying, Hey, why didn't unit C pay? Yeah. Like, Oh man, well, like, you know, oh, I'm scrambling or whatever it may be. So uh, yeah. invest the hour or two per month into the portfolio on your end. Yeah, and I think one of the big problems that I saw when I was looking at these uh, owner portal and stuff like yeah. that is the owner portal itself. The data that's available there is is not very good. It's not well presented in uh, in yeah. many situations. Which, and then, uh, which app do you use? It was an app folio. Really? That's, that's the worst one. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, just, it's just horrible. Yeah. And then we had a lot <laughs> of uh, issues you know, from one end, we had like the ending balance of one uh, owner statement oh, yeah. didn't match up the the beginning balance of the following mm. one. It's because everything, nothing is dynamic. It's all these like these PDF, and it's just they close the book here, but they didn't. It doesn't really? match up. Oh yeah. yeah. So I now think we that have the general ledger. Thing. So every month now they send us. Well, they send my bookkeeper the the general ledger. Yeah. Because there are these transactions, mm. you know, when you have like a bunch of properties, there's a bunch of tr uh, houses like that where the transactions don't match. 
Yeah. And he's looking at all the details. Well, accounting is very challenging. Imagine yeah. like running accounting for a, a thousand properties. Like, you know how many transactions on a on a monthly oh, basis happen? I like, can't. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you understand like, uh, but in that situation, I think that's more of an internal property management mishap or flaw. You know, if well, the if the ending it was balance regular, like, it was something that happened. It was kind of a flaw in the application. In the, oh, really? Uh, Appfolio's yeah. dog. Shit. Really? Yeah. 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 Buildium and Propertyware, you can at least like go back and like they can update the past owner statement. Mm. Appfolio essentially for the owner side mm. just gives you a PDF on the fifteenth of the month showing you what ha- a snapshot of the last thirty days. Oh wow! And then on the starting on the sixteenth of the month, it it doesn't give you information until the next fifteenth. Oh wow! And then they can't go back and edit the past one. It's just a really? snapshot. Yeah. Here's what happened, and then they sometimes you know three days what later did they correct it though. Yeah. No. But the really? thing is, but even during that period, I had a, a, I'm running mm. blind during the... Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. If I want to go in there, mm. like all I can see is an old... Pa- you uh, don't even know if your tenant's paid. Uh, yeah. So when you log in on the 12th, are you seeing if Nothing. the tenant paid no. or... No, no, we're seeing last month's owner statement. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so Buildium, and I thought that fellow did this too, is they have an, an owner portal that's ac- accessible 24-7. So when we update the tenant paid on the second of the month, you know, $750, it's going to show up on your end as well, on the owner portal. At seven, yeah. yeah, and then say we paid 250 for a <laughs> leaky toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the way it works. So when we change it on yeah. our end, it should change it on yeah. B.Dynamic yeah, on the back end. Appfolio. So I don't, I've, I've heard really good things about Appfolio. Maybe really? from other property <laughs> managers, though, not from owners. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. from owner, the property yeah. management side is better. Yeah. But the owner side is just absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's surprising. Horrible. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, well, that's terrible. good to know because yeah. I have a teammate wanting to go to Appfolio. So. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, no, run away. Just go to Propertyware or Buildium are probably the two best ones. And also, too, like you can't um, have any automations around it. So I don't know if you guys do this in Buildium, but like <laughs> new tenant moves in, email the owner. Like mm. tenant pays rent, email the owner. I wish, yeah. They Buildium is very selective on the automation, so they don't really um, integrate with other softwares. But Damn. we do use Monday. So Monday.com okay. has been very, very helpful with automations. And now I'm to the point where if it's something that's repeatable or that happens on a monthly basis, you know, like yeah, from leasing. So it goes from um, the tenant, the turnover got completed. We put it on market. It got an uh, application. The application got approved. And then the tenant moved in. We send emails to the owners all along the way by just changing the status. So internally, nice. we use Monday. And it just allows for more communication. And, it, you know, it's very generic. Hey, just a heads up. Yeah, your yeah. unit at 123 Main Street got rented. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. here, you'll be paid next month or on the third. Whatever it may be. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah automations <laughs> are, are key. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dream. Well, the thing that could also be integrated with, I, I don't understand why these property management company uh, software, they want to stay in yeah. their box. I don't like, know either. Yeah. You know, like this, yeah, I need to integrate at least with my accounting system. Oh, yeah, QuickBooks. Uh, yeah. You know? Like, I, Buildium I, just released their API about a year ago, and it, no lie, is an additional $5,000 a month. That's ridiculous. Just, for, just to access their API to connect it with another, you know, QuickBooks or Monday, whatever it may be. So, it, yeah, we haven't connected it, but I would build my own property management. <laughs> well, they just sold for six hundred eighty million dollars, so uh, oh, yeah. well, there we something go. like that. It was a crazy amount. Oh, yeah. we do flip, I'm ready. We do flip system, <laughs> That's uh, right. module, additional module property. <laughs> yeah, management. really. It's, it's yeah. not that complicated. Yeah, and yeah, also too, they don't give any like. Yeah, that's why there needs to be somebody. Somebody's gonna come out with something. 
like mm. like what we had talked about. Yeah, yeah. next because month. it's next just month. like here's here's <laughs> yeah, the platform. Probably. Here's a platform. Here's all the like yeah. people you need to mm. find. Automations are done. Connect your QuickBooks. Connect uh, Zapier. Yeah, that is going to automate all these emails. Like uh, service requests. I mean, you have a lot of things like in, in other CRM software. You, you already have service request management. Mm. You always have pro you always already have property management. You have all the automations, all the yeah. workflows. I yeah. mean, you could build rebuild this relatively quickly. Buildium is a very good software in the sense that it really pulls together all the dis different aspects. So you have the owner portal, the tenant portal, mm -hmm. you have the accounting standpoint, yeah. the maintenance. So um, any reporting, accounting, like all of that is within Buildium. So we yeah, would not yeah. be able to operate without it. But yeah. what it's missing is the automations and the integrations with yeah. all the other ones. So yeah, yeah theoretically, if you all want to create a Buildium, <laughs> uh, replicate, replicate Buildium, and then add that additional piece of how can we add you know, an automatic email to go out? Like that is super basic. Uh, um, yeah. Or even just connect it to Monday so that when you change it in Buildium, it changes in Monday. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, that the, would just be a simple Zapier connection. Yeah. All they yeah. would have yeah, to yeah. do is connect That's, it to Zapier. And exactly. Yeah. Yep. Game over. It's just yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but just property, Propertyware is even more archaic than Buildium. I think uh, Buildium came out after Propertyware. It like, looks a little bit sleeker. Yeah. Propertyware looks like, you know, your grandfather built it. Yeah. Amber, no color screen, <laughs> or color screen, <laughs> black and white. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, let's talk about our listeners helping them. So, yeah. so we have some listeners may, that may want to build a passive income portfolio mm -hmm. in rentals and stuff like that. So, tell them what are or repeat what you've already said about kind of like what is the value of the property management company? Why they should go and add a property manager? their team instead mm. of doing their own property management. Yeah, I mean, the easiest way for me to justify hiring a property manager is so that it frees up your time. It's just hiring someone else on your team so that, again, as a business owner, I don't particularly like hiring people because it's more expensive, but you know, it's challenging, you're dealing with other people, but the, the benefit, the pros of that outweigh the cons by miles. Because mm -hmm. what happens is instead of dealing with the day-to-day -day of owning real estate, all the calls, all the emails, all the meetings, all the showings, all of that, you're able to delegate that. And essentially it becomes a, a hire on your team. And so you're able to then free up your time. And the key part to it is you need to be disciplined to not just sit back and do nothing. Mm -hmm. You have to be disciplined to hand this over, but then to be able to call the owners and send out the emails and do the follow-up phone calls and send out the marketing. Like if you're doing that and you're wanting to scale property or a uh, rental portfolio, then yeah, it, it makes sense to work. I will say if you're starting out, it'd probably be beneficial to try at least once if it's local, like just so that you could see, you know, what, <laughs> what you does, want a property. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it had the difficulty of what it goes into oh, yeah. owning property and all the different facets of it. But <clears throat> that being said, I do think that at, I mean, yes, a property manager, a good property management manager is worth its weight in gold. There's mm -hmm. just no way around it because again, yep. for a very nominal fee, you're able to get a ton of value. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned the story about that 80 unit apartment building yeah. that I bought and with no property management and oh my <laughs> God, it was, yeah. a, it was a, it, most of them, most of the tenants were good, but I mean, there's the one tenant that's bad that's mm -hmm. just like ruined the whole, the yeah, whole all thing. Takes one, yeah. it makes it so painful, mm -hmm. and uh, oh. oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And my, um, yeah, and my my realtor was saying, oh yeah, I could have, 
he wanted to manage it for uh, you know for like I think five percent or ten percent <laughs> yeah a month I said and I said oh no that's okay I'll do it so, mm. you know, well, but my mentor at the time was not using a property management company mm. so he, he never saw the value yeah and unfortunately he communicated that lack of value to mm. me but now after after that one experience I'm a hundred percent sold yeah. on uh, sometimes people have to learn the hard way you know, oh, like yeah. that's just that's some people are just hard headed like that. And yeah, but yeah. I would say honestly, there's no. It's not even because I own a property management company. I don't care who you use. I just think that the the value of a good property manager, the mm -hmm. ability to execute on the on the laws of when to post notice, how long to send it to attorney, the yeah. ability to have a good attorney to send it to to get it through eviction as soon as possible. That alone, like, will save you so much heartache and so much money because. As opposed to waiting 30, 60, 90 days to post the notice on the door and get the attorney out the, on, onto the case, like that is just going to save you yeah. a lot of heartache and a lot of time and a lot of money ultimately. Yeah, and often yeah. we say, oh, you're hiring a property manager, like adding one person. You're not adding a person on your team. You're adding a team on your team. Yeah, the whole sure. team is there. So the yeah. whole infrastructure, the whole, all the process and all mm. of that. Yeah, the network like, too. Yeah, all the contractors. Yeah. 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 So to me, I mean, it's tremendous value. Totally, you know, I'm... As, as you know, I'm sold. <laughs> sold on that. But what about if someone is uh, is interested in being a property manager? They they listen to your story. They're yeah. inspired and they say, "Hey, I want I want to be a property manager." Mm. So, what do you think? What are the first steps for for getting there, for getting started, and uh, and scaling up? So, if you're going to be a property manager, one um, at least in Alabama, you have to be broke. You have to have a broker's license, or at least a real estate license, and then the broker has to be okay with uh, doing property management. But that, say you're a broker, say you can. Um, what I would say is be very quick to start building your systems. So, like, figure out what does you know what does each aspect of the business consist of, and then be able to write it down. So, the quicker that you're able to have and create those systems the more repeatable it is and the less stress you're going to have on it. What happens is that there's so many unknowns when you jump into it that if you, you know, deal with, you know, with this situation, a lack, you know, a tenant doesn't pay rent and you don't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. What happens is that, you know, it creates stress. It creates this like, oh man, how do I deal with this? And then I have to communicate to the owner, hey, this person didn't pay rent. Um, and so when you're able to say, when this person doesn't pay rent, I know what I know what the next three steps are, five steps yeah. are. It makes it very, very easy. So, yeah, if someone wanted to start a property management company, I would say do it at scale. It makes sense. There's a lot of profit in property management, uh, let alone all of the, the network, all the benefits that come along with property management. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, just know that it's going to be very challenging. Uh, yeah. But again, um, challenge, challenge uh, difficulties are not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, it's actually a really good thing. And um, when something's difficult, people are less likely to do it. And so from that perspective alone, property management is a very good industry because less people don't, yeah. more more people don't want to do it. So less and less competition. Yeah. Barrier and if you to could, entry, as I, yeah, as I say yeah, often. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very high barrier to entry. And so if you are able to provide a very good level of service, mm. just communicate. Just mm. If you just do that as a property management company, and you keep on t keep tabs on everything that's within your portfolio, it it's gonna naturally grow. There's mm -hmm. just no way that, that, like you mentioned, people talk, the network mm -hmm. expands, and so um, yeah. And then obviously all the benefits of a possible recession, and you know, like the stability of that. It's a great industry. I would say. 
just um, lean into systems and automations because if you could do those two things, then you're going to be able to build a very successful business as long as you're caring and respecting mm -hmm. everyone involved. Mm -hmm. So this is the perfect partner that you want to have as a property manager because this offloads mm -hmm. a lot. I was, we were talking about that too. Mm -hmm. This for us, like the property management and dealing with tenants is, is a real hard problem. It's really time consuming. And, uh, and then you pass it on to someone <laughs> like you that is energetic and loves doing that i mean this is this is fantastic you're happy we're happy so that's that's yeah. perfect oh yeah for sure i mean that's what that's what the the industry is you yeah. know it's like yeah. how can i make the the owner's life as easy as possible yeah. we're going to try to do everything within our power to make it as passive as seamless as uh, as easy as possible for you and that's what we're paid to do mm -hmm. so um it's at the end of the day you know, things come up, you know, crap happens, like life isn't perfect or ideal, but every single time we try to improve and we, and now I'm to the point where we communicate with the owners on everything. Yeah. There's no reason why, you know, if an owner reaches out to me, why I can't give them the latest update. Mm -hmm. Like if there's something wrong, something broke, tenant isn't paying, you know, there's a big uh, move out that's going to need a big turnover. Like they need to know as soon as possible. So be quick to over communicate and yeah. keep them up to date because end of the day the truth comes out like yeah. they're going to find out eventually oh, you yeah. might as well just tell them on the front end and then be able to have a game plan going into of how to actually solve it yeah because there's problems all the time mm -hmm. so. so let's talk about the uh, economy news and mm. stuff like that recession coming does that affect does that how does that affect <laughs> your business and yeah. how you see the future you know so it's twofold uh, one hand i'm an investor 45 rental units um I'm a little bit hesitant. I see the rising interest rate. I see demand coming down. Um, I flipped just a few, so I'm not too worried on that front. Um, I think there are going to be some really good deals in the next 12 to 18 months. Mm -hmm. I just, I think uh, I see the trend of price decreases, averages on market expanding, uh, demand coming down, and obviously supply is low. So yeah, it's going to, it's this kind of push and pull. But mm -hmm. Um, on the PM side, I see it very stable. I see if more if interest rates continue to rise, which it looks like they will, the Fed will continue to expand. What happens is less people could afford to buy; they're forced to rent, and so it just expands the the uh, property management company. Mm -hmm. so, so, so you see vacancy going down, and you see like more demand for for rentals. rentals? Oh yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, look, looking back, higher interest rates, less demand. They have to live somewhere, so mm -hmm. they're most likely going to rent. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, as long as you're in a good area. Priced well, you're going to be able to rent them out. Yeah. And the Birmingham market, how is that going in terms of uh, appreciation and in terms of uh, rent increase? Birmingham is not a very, it's not like Miami. My, you know, Miami has this huge appreciation. Nothing is like Miami. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not even like uh, like a Memphis. Memphis has seen a lot of appreciation over the years. Yeah, yeah. You know, Birmingham is a very stable, incremental increase. You know, it's like, I don't know what the latest numbers are because I'm not in, on the realty side as much, mm -hmm. but... I would say probably between four and six percent appreciation over the past, you know, five years, whatever it may be. Right. Uh, so it's not it's not huge, but it's also not nominal. So it just it's very steady. Um, Birmingham on there's always going to be rentals there. There's it's a very good cash flow market, um, and so I'm a huge proponent. I'm, you know, I think of the neighboring big cities. You know, you have Atlanta, two hours east huge market. Mm -hmm. You know, Atlanta and Birmingham were really, you know, uh, very the same size. Atlanta expanded. They got their airport. It just blew up. North, uh, north of uh, Birmingham, about three hours is Nashville. Nashville, mm -hmm. there's a ton of development. You have Memphis just north as well. Yeah. That's continued to grow. As those markets continue to grow, become 
overpriced or just, you know, priced to where people can't afford it, traffic, you know, there's there's always an expansion to move outside. And so because of the parameters, you know, yeah. it's like I can't afford to live in Atlanta. Okay, well, Birmingham is just two hours away. And so yeah. um, I'm very bullish on Birmingham. Um, I th- you know, luckily I've been able to build a portfolio. I, if I think, you know, in the next three, five, ten years, where will Birmingham be? It's going to be a lot bigger than what it is right now mm-hmm. because of all of the different factors that go into it. Okay, so. good. And Danny, where can people reach out to you? Yeah, they could... Um, Find us on our website, freedomventurespm.com, or send me an email, danny at freedomventurespm.com. And uh, yeah, love to be able to help you out, answer any questions. Um, yeah, just do what I can to uh, yeah, serve and help. Oh, Danny, thank you very much. You. Make sure you like and subscribe. Every week we're going to have these great interviews with uh, investors and property managers and realtors like Danny. So make sure you like and subscribe to uh, keep up with all the latest And that's it. That's a wrap.